Good day, and welcome to a special Yom Kippur recording of the Rant Network. Normally, Stuart Brisgell and I are ranting about news, pop culture, politics, the absurdity of modern life. But today, being the holiest and most solemn day in the Jewish calendar, chose to do this monologue as a message not only to the Jewish community of the world, but to the community of the world at large on a topic that really doesn't go and it doesn't not noticed and doesn't not spoken about at all. That is cruelty to humanity. Let me start. Beginning of August of this year, 2023, my wife and I embarked on a very interesting journey. It was a historical journey of our roots on my wife's side to Poland. We were a group of 60 people, special group out of Montreal, where we traipsed Poland one end to another. And while we did the, just the traditional going to, call it concentration camps and what have you, it wasn't there where the real impact hit us. The real impact was not to go to Auschwitz, the most common concentration camp. Although it is quite powerful and it hits you hard. It's almost like a museum today. I'm not saying it is a museum, but they've restored it in such a way that has museum-like qualities. And without the right tour guide and without the right information, you don't get the right feel. You don't get the understanding of the cruelty that the Nazis inflicted on humans, including the Jewish people. Now, why am I talking about this today? Now, when I walked through Poland, in my head, I had one prayer in my going through my head, and it was from Unetane Tokev, a prayer that is said on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. And in the second paragraph of that prayer, it says, on Rosh Hashanah, they are inscribed, and on Yom Kippur, they are sealed. And the questions are, how many shall die and how many shall be born? Who shall live? Who shall die? And then it goes into the questions of, who shall die by water or by fire, by the sword or by wild beast, by hunger, by thirst, by, by an earthquake, by pestilence, by strangulation, and other methods of death? And until this past summer, I had no idea, none whatsoever, what that might feel like, think, be like, living in a very comfortable North American life. Couldn't imagine it. Until we walk through Poland. Now, while the Polish government today continues to deny its complicity in World War II, you can't deny history. You can't deny that the Nazis, with many Poles, what they did to the Jews who lived in Poland was unimaginable. At its peak, over 3 million Jews lived in Poland. There was extraordinary you know, economic impact. Many believe, oh, Jews were rich. No, it wasn't about rich. It was about a lifestyle. It was about a different lifestyle. It was different than what the Catholic Church had done. It was different than what others had, had lived through. And the Jews for generations had been the scapegoat because they were different. And here were, was a population, a powerful impact. They were involved in government. They were involved in everyday Polish life. They added to Polish life. 
And in the 1930s, when the Nazis were starting to grow their, their anti-Semitism and whatever, the people in Poland believed that they were secure being in Poland. This was the center of the Eastern European Jewish community. There would, there would not be any impact on them. Boy, were they wrong. From 1939 until 1945, Poland was the center point where eradicating the Jews was committed. The Nazis had trains coming from England, Morocco, and other parts of the world directly into Poland to systemically eliminate Jews. Now, if you walked into Auschwitz and Birkenau, and if you walked into Treblinka and you walked into Majdanek, these are the very well-known concentration camps. If you go to all of these, you get a feel of the systemic methodologies in which the Nazis killed Jews. Homosexuals. Physically uh, handicapped individuals. Those that the Nazis believed were not part of the Aryan race. It wasn't exclusive to Jews, but Jews was the greatest number killed. And if you go to those places, you, without a survivor telling you the horror stories, you don't get it. You have no feeling, you have no understanding of the depths of which the Nazis went to kill and eradicate Jews in a systemic fashion. If it wasn't in the gas chambers, they would shoot them, stab them, humiliate them, rape them, torture them. That was in the camps. And while we stood there as a group and cried collectively, the impact of it was only felt outside of the camps. There's a town called Tikachin. Tikachin is a, was a small town. It wasn't Warsaw. It wasn't Krakow. It was like one of those secondary towns. And it was also a very strong Jewish community was there. And there's a forest not far away with majestic trees. Beauty, spectacular beauty in that forest. Marred because there are pits filled with thousands of Jews who were killed, tortured, frozen to death, starved to death, maimed to death, buried in the, those forests. They were uncovered after the war, and there, there are memorials there today. But in this beautiful, tranquil forest that should just emanate beauty, the cruelty, the depths of cruelty that the Nazis went to try to completely sustain systemically erase an entire race of people, sorry, Whoopi, a race of people, religion, call it what you want. It's unimaginable. And even there I didn't cry. We drove out to a smaller town called Tarnow. And that's when I literally broke down. There's a park in the town in which hundreds of children were killed, maimed by the Nazis. To the Nazis, this was a game. One, parents had to watch as they killed the children. Parents were told, oh, did you, you have two children? Pick one to die, pick one to survive. Could you imagine what that does to a human being? Pick a child. One will live, one will die. 
you choose? What would you do? As we stood in that park, our educator who was with us handed letters from our children to us. And it was there where I broke down and cried. I couldn't imagine having to pick one of my three children to die or two of my three children to die at the hands of the Nazis. I couldn't imagine the depths of it. And the letter, and my three children have visited this place. And the letter we got, the emotion, the connection was unbelievable. Our educators then asked us to go and write a letter back to our children, how we feel at that point. The depths of our love for our children was just, I, I never thought it could go any deeper. But it was here with this prayer that I talked about. I've got it back into my head. To what extent the Nazis were willing to destroy a population. So why am I bringing this up on this young people? And why am I making this a general statement? And it's not just for the Jewish community. Ladies and gentlemen, around the world, the Holocaust isn't a Jewish exclusive event. Genocide of any kind. It's still going on. The Armenians were inflicted with it over 100 years ago. And apparently there's another attempt to 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 destroy the, the Armenian people again. In Afghanistan, they're trying to do it. Africa, there's all kinds of, Yemen, there's all kinds of genocidal events happening around the world. The Uyghurs are getting destroyed by the Chinese. And we learn nothing, nothing from World War II. We're standing silent. As the world continues to inflict these kinds of unimaginable, horrific, torturous methods of systemic eradication. And the world stays silent. As a Jew, I stand every single day in front of, every single year in front of God, asking to be inscribed in the book of life. Sign me in. I want to live another year. And there are many who will never be able to finish the year simply because of their identity, not because of health, not because of financial considerations, but because of who they are. When I hear political entities using the term genocide, holocausts, and then they min, you know, minimize what happened, not just, like I said, to the Jewish community, but to other communities. Romans, homosexuals, physically and mentally handicapped individuals who weren't part of the area, they were just who they were, were to be eliminated. The United States, Canada, England, stood silent as millions perished. Children, over one million children were killed in the Holocaust. And the world stayed silent. And we continue to stay silent. The United Nations would rather attack the state of Israel and pass resolution after resolution after resolution on it, on made up, trumped up stuff. But the, to China, 
and other countries that are inflicting these type of methods to eradicate races that if they don't conform, they will be eliminated? I don't understand. The 200 plus nations of the world don't care about humanity? Clearly not. You don't see this in the media. And you're probably wondering, where did David find this? this I didn't hear this in the news. Correct. The media doesn't think that you care. Not important. Let's talk about Trump. Let's talk about Biden. But not about humanity. And this is what Yom Kippur is supposed to do for the Jewish community. And I welcome other communities as well. Yom Kippur is a time of reflection. It's our reflection, not on our relationship with God, but with humans. Humans to humans. How we treat each other. How we hand talk to each other. How we respect each other. We've lost all that to the point that when people are killed systemically in another country, we stay silent. All the Holocaust memorials that you see around the world aren't meant for Jews exclusively, but for humanity. That we can come right back to where the Nazis were in the 1940s. And we can do this all over again. Yes, we could do this all over again. And don't tell me, oh no, it's never going to happen. When it happened. It may not be 6 million Jews or 6 million people, but 100,000, 10,000. 1,000? 100? Why should the number matter? It's about our attitudes. And that we shouldn't stand together against this type of tyranny. Silence kills people. And that is exactly what we saw in Poland for that one week. The world's silence destroyed a population. 90% of Polish Jews perished in World War II. 90%. That was the success rate of the, of the Nazis. Ladies and gentlemen, we could stop that today. But we need to raise our voices as one against this kind of tyranny. And I challenge you all to do so. To speak to your member of parliament, your congressperson, wherever it is. The world can no longer stay silent. Please, I implore you. I wish you are all signed in the book of life. And I wish you all well. Happy New Year.